everyone doing today? I just want to welcome everyone to episode 2 of the Addy 84 show here live in Washington, D.C. Three knocks, three times. Uh, Tony, Orlando, and Don playing here to enter the, into the show today. Knock three times on the ceiling if you want me. What is she, trapped in the basement? Twice in the pipes, dances, no, is he, was he, is he, did he kidnap Don? And she's now uh, living in the basement as um, a, a, a sex slave of some sort. Of I do not understand. It's, it's very uh, extreme. Voice on the pipes. Why, why, why doesn't he just come down and uh, have a conversation with her? Like he, I just don't understand. Tony O'Neill and Dawn opening the show today. Uh, this is episode two on the fine day here in uh, November the 29th of 2016. It's the year of the Lord. Uh, I am, as I said, live here in D.C. Uh, limited days left here in D.C., though. We got the news. It's official. Everything has uh, finally came through that we will be leaving the area uh, the end of the year. And we'll be back in the fine city of Boston starting January 1st. And uh, I am very excited. Uh, First Lady of the Pack is very excited. We have, uh, everyone's very excited. It's going to be a very exciting time to go up here. So uh, look for us there. We have a few uh, episodes left here down in D.C. Um, but... Uh, next week's episode will be live in Fort Myers, Florida. So, ooh, exciting. So, that's episode three. Keep that in mind. We'll be uh, in this, in this, Life to Now, which is awesome. But we're also recording the podcast um, as well. And you can listen to that podcast on thepacky.com sometime uh, tomorrow or today. And also on iTunes by searching the Packy Radio Network. Ooh, interesting. And, uh... As you know, the ID and Eric Radio Show will be making its live return on uh, Monday, uh, I think it's January 9th, on WEMF Radio. Ooh, yeah, how's everyone doing? All right, so uh, a lot of things to get into today in this podcast. Uh, it's been a couple weeks. We took a week off last week and uh, went to uh, Boston for the holidays, uh, Thanksgiving, if you will. So we were gone up there for about a week. Um we occasionally we have the dogs here live. Uh, you can't really see them. Occasionally they'll pop in. Little Tommy Brady's here, uh, along with little Nola Breezy. They're uh, just hanging out inside the room over here. Um, you guys want to be on the radio? They're just sniffing around looking for some food and stuff like this. Those are my little co-hosts. And they'll be here with me uh, all hour for this uh, beautiful extravaganza of fun. Um, like I call it a radio show. But uh, well, I got one right here. Come on, Nola. Oh, let's go, baby. This is uh, little Nola Breezy, everyone. Say, oh, okay, let me get down. Okay, she's a little crazy. She's a little crazy little doggy. Um, uh, what do you want to get into? Um, I, I think I want to get into the holidays up in Boston. Uh, so we we went up there last week, and we found out for sure that we we're moving up there uh, at the end of the uh, month of December. So that's going to be cool. Um, now we're looking for a job. So if anyone up there is, I uh, know anyone who's hiring uh, for... Uh, an architect, engineer, surveyor, or someone to do some contracting work, or radio, uh, let me know and uh, pass the information my way. And I'll send you my uh, resume, if you wait. It's very French. Resume. And uh, give me some employment up there. Um, I just found out the bar that I work at uh, no longer uh, has the manager that was there when I left. So that might be a little difficult getting a job back there. Even though I am a legend up there, for those who know me, Know me as a uh, Boston legend there up in that uh, particular place up there in the fine city of Rivera, 
um, if you know what I mean. So we'll see what happens. You may see me back there. You know, Flight Attendant Tuesday might be making a return. Just kidding, of course. Just kidding. Um, what else is new? Uh, so we're up there for the weekend. We're coming back down here. We're uh, coordinating the move to get up there, which is going to be awesome. We also uh, we're taking a week off next week going to Florida to uh, hang out uh, with the parents that are down there for the weekend. And, uh, of course, uh, Grandma Adi84, will be, uh, who lives down there, will be... Uh, Maybe we can get her on the radio show. That'd be interesting, huh? Get the old lady. The old lady. She's like 86 years young, um, and she uh, finds me hilarious. But uh, who wouldn't? And I think she maybe she only finds me hilarious because she's my grandmother, um, which in fact turn makes it really even sad that you know my mother just looks at me. She doesn't even find me funny. I tell jokes and she just gives me this blank stare, and she asks me what's wrong with me. And then the second question typically is, uh, you don't say these things around strangers, do you? Because they're gonna think you were raised by uh, animals. What's your problem? I got the little Nola Breezy in the back there, squealing, crying. I don't know. I just fed him. I gave him food. I gave him lunch, you know? So, uh, whatever. What are you going to do? But, um, I, so, so here's the deal. So this is actually it's a funny story. Just literally just happened minutes before the show just started. And, uh, I thought maybe I could, uh, tell you about this little story. Uh, so obviously I'm looking to get another job. So I'm, I get jobs lined up in Boston. So I'm trying to set up my LinkedIn and trying to get my resume all set up and everything like that. And uh, numerous amounts of things going on. So people who have like LinkedIn, right? You understand that like you can do this thing on your phone if you have the app and just pretty much sends an invite or finds everyone who has a contact um, automatically, right? And uh, adds them to... Uh, to your thing, and they ask you if you want to have a connection or whatever like this, right? So, you know, and everyone knows how this works, right? And I'm not, I'm not explaining this to, like, it's my, like I'm explaining how the whale works for the first time to a uh, bunch of uh, cavemen. So I got an angry email from someone who I used to date sister um, a long time ago, which I just, I don't, see, I'm not, I typically don't delete contacts on my phone. I have a thousand contacts on there, like most people do, and I never delete them, and I, it, it's not that I... I hold on to them for sentimental value. I just hold on to them because I just don't want to get around to deleting contacts, you know. I, I, I have 50, 500 emails sometimes I don't even get to, you know. So so I get an angry email from this particular person, names not saying, that basically said to me, um, I don't give a fuck about uh, you wanting to request me on Instagram or uh, LinkedIn, which both you do the same thing, you hit the numbers. Uh, I could give two fucks about your uh, what you're doing in your, your personal life. Uh, leave me the fuck alone. It was a lot of F words. It was very, very vulgar for a, a simple, I'm not in, or just block it, right? Or just say no. Like, it took, a, it took effort to sit there and type out an angry email um, to tell me where to go and how to get there. And, uh, you know, I've been getting a lot of haters this week. A lot of people hating on the podcasts, hating on the ID and Eric, hating on my co-host, uh, Eric Powers. Who, by the way, I let him uh, go up to Boston last week and let him uh, borrow my van for a couple of days so he can go to a wedding. Um, he drives about an hour each way with the van, right? After he wanted me to deliver it to his apartment, right? then he finally came to my, my uh, parents' house to pick it up. He took the van and uh, basically um, took it for the night and never returned it with a gas. Never filled the gas up, just left it like the way it was. Knowing that I have to drive back to D.C. the next day. So, Eric, you gotta, you got to fill that tank up. Oh, you know what he does to me, though? I'll give it to him. i give this to him. So he does say to me uh, as he drops off the van. Um, as I drop, actually, he drops off the van at my house. So I was going to drive him to the train station so he can get back to Boston. And instead, I accidentally take the wrong turn. I end up driving him back to his house in South Boston, which is not fine. It's about the same distance to the train station. As he gets out of the car, he says to me, oh, do you want money for uh, gas? And he used my fast pass, too. But uh, that is uh, Eric Powers. Shout out to Gordon uh, Sterling tonight. You can see him live tonight, 8.30, 9 o'clock, uh, if you're watching this video live. Or if you're listening to the podcast, 9 p.m. IOTA Club, uh, Allenton, Virginia. Um, check it out. Hold on one second. I got to stop a little Tommy Brady here from eating stuff. Tommy, what are you doing? Let's go, Tommy. There we go. All right. Little Tommy Brady's on the floor eating clothing. Uh, yeah, that's good. Still, it's the uh, jam tonight, 9 o'clock. Uh, I heard a club. Islands in Virginia on uh, uh, Clarendon section of uh, Virginia. So check that out, guys. And you can watch the live stream as well, too. It's also very nice if you can't make it there to the party. 
And also, yours truly will be working behind the bar as well. So you could uh, double the pleasure, double the fun, as I always say. So if you're in the area, um, you're foolish if you don't take part. Uh, it's only my limited day. I only have a few more days left there. So uh, you can see me as it is if you're in the area. And if not, check me out in Boston. Things are going to be good. So, uh, yeah, so all the haters out there for being haters. Hates. Love, right? My resolution for uh, a revolution, if you will, uh, for New Year's is going to be no more hate. I'm just going to love everyone. Because why? Why hate, right? Why hate? Hating just takes the energy that you could be doing other things with, you know what I mean? Such as uh, podcasts, as the ID84 show, as a, as a whole here, um, and all that stuff. So um, that's that. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it, so check all that stuff out. Plug, 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 plug. I'm plugging, plugging, plugging. And uh, like I said, this show will be live in Fort Myers next week. So check that out. Watch us live. Maybe I'll broadcast live from the beach. How's that sound, huh? Maybe I'll be topless. Maybe I'll be in my... Uh, Tommy doesn't like that. Maybe I'll be uh, topless or my uh, banana hammock. Bathing suit I just purchased. Uh, per perhaps could be uh, something you may see. So uh, you never know. I, I fit it quite well, too. You know, I only have to stuck a few socks inside the banana hammock to make it what it is. But uh, for the most part, uh, it's uh, quite the sight. Other ladies love it, and some of the men do too. And I'm not going to tell you otherwise. So um, that is what it is. So um, we uh, flip it through the channels. Um, and I think I went on a, a rave last week or two weeks ago about how I enjoyed the uh, tiny houses and how if, uh, if I move up to Boston and uh, I, I've been living alone for some reason, I would buy a tiny house and live in that because you can build one for like $30,000. You know what I mean? So that. Uh, so I was, I was flipping through the channels and another show came across my mind. And I, I, I honestly thought this was like a Saturday Night Live skit. And I wasn't exactly sure if this was real or not. And then I had to do some further research and I had to Google this. And now that my Google stuff comes up now, this is what's up. I, I, someone's doing a background check on me or, uh, you know, trying to figure out what the hell's going on about my life. Uh, they're going to see that I searched this and they're going to really think there's, a, a, there's an issue with me of some sort. Excuse me. Oh, my mouth is getting a little dry. Um, the show is called Little Woman Dallas. Little Woman Dallas. I, I, it, it, it's exactly what it sounds like. I'm not even. I wish I could make this up. I wish I had the creative ability to come up with this myself. But it's called Little. It's about little women, and I'm not talking about like like little women like the book, like like children. I'm talking about like like little people. So it's like little people, big world, but it's a bunch of women. In Dallas, so it's like Housewives of Dallas meets, it's like Housewives meets Little People Big World, except now you just got Little Women, which I'm tuning in, why wouldn't you? It's, and of all channels it's on, it's on the Freak Show channel, also known as TLC. I remember when I was a kid, TLC used to be the learning channel, you used to learn things, you used to have educational shows, science shows, things of that nature. Now these days, all you, all you have on there, uh, it's a Freak Show, it's a Freak Show Channel, and I'm saying these people are freaks. I, I look, these dogs, these dogs are out of the place. I'm just saying it's 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 not learning channel anymore. They really got to think about changing the name of this channel. I'm gonna be honest with you. To uh, I don't know, interesting things around the world channel. Um, uh, societies and people that I don't ordinarily know or or want to or, or I would like to know about. Yes, uh, for all you listening, that is a fat head of Tom Brady behind me, by the way. Who our uh, oldest dog is named after little Tom Brady. And if anyone knows anything about fatheads, do these things come off the wall? I gotta know. I got this for my birthday from uh, the first lady, and uh, I don't want to lose it, so I gotta, I gotta figure out how to get this thing off the wall. But um, Little Woman Dallas, check that out. And um, I've also been watching uh, lately uh, such crap shows as uh, Van the Pump Rules, which I'm a very big fan of. Um, and uh, let's see. Uh, Below Deck, uh, fascinated with the guy who's on the show who's dating a transgender, and uh, she's on the show. It's uh, really adding a new niche to reality TV, I guess you could say, which is uh, very interesting. Um, and, uh, of course, The Housewives. I, there wouldn't be a day in my life that went by that would be right if I wasn't watching The Housewives, which is my favorite personal of The Housewives is Beverly Hills. I think there's a lot of uh, action there. I think for uh, for Spanker Vision, I would go to Housewives of Orange County. Um, to feel at home, even though it's not really my home, but it's close, uh, Housewives of New Jersey or New York would be up there. Least favorite Housewives of Atlanta. Although, 
I do enjoy the spin-off show of Housewives of Atlanta, Don't Be Toddy. So, I guess, I guess they get a little piece of my heart everywhere you slice it or you dice it. What's up? I mean, what can I say? It is what it is. Um, so that's what I watch all day um, because I work at night. And essentially what I was going to plan on doing, essentially what was going to happen was I was going to, we weren't going to be here very long. So I was just going to work during the day and then I, I work a couple nights a week. But we, we thought we were going to be a short. So I figured it would be a nice little thing where I can go and, you know, just work real quick for like a few months and stuff like this. And then we turned and found out we we're going to be here longer than we thought. So then we're like, oh, okay, we're going to be longer than that. So I started looking for jobs during the day. And then we found out we're not going to be here any longer than we thought. We're going to actually be here shorter, much shorter, uh, four weeks shorter. So um, that's the deal. So that's why I'm home all day watching these uh, sexy programming, if you will. Um, quite erotic, I do, I do say. It does uh, bring a little, you know, there's something very, very um, Shakespearean about a uh, man in his 30s sitting there in his uh, underwear um, with two dogs uh, eating f uh, frosted flakes at uh, 10.30 in the morning um, watching Housewives of uh, Orange County. It's, uh, that makes me sit there every day and think, you know what, I have really made you know, great you know, movements in this life. I have moved mountains with my education and ability to do stuff. and I really hit the, uh, the apex of, uh, of it all. So... Yeah, I mean, that's where it comes down to. Although I do believe I would make a hell of a house husband. I can tell you that much. I enjoy cooking. I enjoy uh, cleaning. I enjoy, uh, you know, all that good stuff, too. Oh, I, get the, I have to get the dog here. Tommy, what are you doing? Tommy, Tommy, get over here, buddy. What are you biting? Come over here. This dog will literally get into everything and everything, you know? Stop it. Be nice. Be a good boy. Yeah, they were sleeping when I started this podcast, and then uh, Daddy's little girl Nola over here came back and scrubbed my leg. And Tommy's exploring the studio. Uh, if you, this is the studio that was once decked out with sports memorabilia, but since we found out we're moving, everything has been packed away and uh, put into a nice little spot. So it's a little bare wall, except for uh, Tom Brady back there, of course. Um, so, anyways, um, I don't know if you guys have been watching the news, but. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall. Anyone familiar with Anthony Michael Hall? He was the um, the nerdy kid in the movie The Breakfast Club. That was uh, in the eighties. He was also in a he was a weird science too, and a few other ones. But yeah, he's looking at like seven to nine years in jail or something of that nature um, for uh, beating up his neighbor. It's a Put a face with my, Anthony Michael Hall is facing felony charges over alleged assault on neighbor reports. Anthony Michael Hall is reporting, reportedly facing up to seven years in prison after being charged with a felony battery. According to TMZ, TMZ the Breakfast Club actor, 48, allegedly broke his neighbor's wrist and injured his back during a heated confrontation outside uh, their Playa de Rey condo two months ago. Could he be just anger management? Could he perhaps be... Um, uh, just angry that he hasn't got a role in the movies over the years. Perhaps he is, uh, perhaps the neighbor was a lover. And the love went awry, if you will. I don't know. It was kind of sad. He's living in a condo now. But I guess, you know, he hasn't really been doing much over the years. So uh, hopefully the condo's paid for. No car payments. Right? Like Biggie would say. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, let's see. Delta Airlines uh, bans a uh, disruptive Donald Trump supporter for life. Uh, the man shouted anti-Hillary comments at fellow passengers on a flight from Atlanta this month, the airline says. Like, all this stuff comes out, like, days or years, months after it actually happens, when it actually means something. But uh, apparently, uh, this crazy man... Now, first of all, after 9-11, I swear to God, if something stands up on an airplane... I'm both eyes beaming them. I'm watching every move they make. I, I, they, I, I watch them into the bathroom. I sit there and I watch until they're done with the bathroom. I, uh, sometimes I'll follow them into the bathroom. No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that. No, not, no, not lately, if you know what I mean. No, but seriously, because you don't know what they're going to do. You know what kind of craziness is going to occur. You know what I mean? Some people are crazy out there. I always keep pens in my backpack for uh, use of weapons. Uh, ballpoint pen in the side of a neck is a good uh, 
it's a good way to stop a uh, someone to trying to act crazy. But so I, if you if you haven't seen this yet, the video is available online. It's this crazy guy who's it's definitely from the south. No offense. Um, standing up on an airplane, just screaming anti-Hillary things, and someone everyone's recording him obviously because it's the day and the age of the recorder. And he is sitting there just screaming stuff. And uh, I can honestly say, if he was on my flight, he would been brought to the ground because I would have jumped out of my seat and jumped on his back like he uh, like a monkey. And uh, that everything I could possibly do. I'm just like, what the hell is that noise? Everything I could possibly do to bring this guy down. Jesus Christ, these dogs are something else. Um, homie, don't play that game. If you know what I mean. That uh, that is a something that I don't tolerate. I, I'm I, I kind of like want someone to stand up and act a, a crazy on a flight. Like I don't want him to actually do anything on the flight. Like, I want them just to be, like, nuts. You know what I mean? And I want to tackle them. I want to get that satisfaction just to knock them on their ass and, you know, beat them with my, uh, with my $5 boxed lunch mail that they give me um, for uh, $5 and whatnot like that. So, anyways, uh, what's this right here? Is this a picture? I just got a picture sent to me. I'm not sure who this is. Interesting. I don't know. Oh, this could be the. I think this is the guy who got arrested. Yes, uh, from Paul Kennedy. He's uh, watching this show. I think I believe he is. Uh, send me a picture of that. I believe it. Paul, uh, text me back if that's the actual guy. Uh, I could share that to the website who uh, got arrested. But the guy looks. Uh, guy looks like he's a problem. You know what I mean? Uh, let's see. Anything going on? I like. I always like go look at the top trending things on uh, on Facebook here. Uh, Spy Toyota Supra Mule now wears more F1. I'm not even sure what that is. Okay. Uh, Tom Hanks. Wife loves the backside in the movie Forrest Gump. Um, I just read something. God. Uh, Tom Hanks. I read, I read something two weeks ago in, in the Garbage magazines that him and his wife are on the rocks. Things weren't going to make out. I think it's uh, Rita Wilson is his wife. Um, but this is from Daily uh, New York Daily News. Uh, Tom Hanks' wife loves how his backside looks in Forrest Gump. Well, if that doesn't give you moving people, I don't know what does. Now that now everyone is uh, going to go and watch Fire Gump now so you can see his ass. So, I know I did when I seen this report. So, hey, how do you like me now? You know, this is uh, my ADD is kicking in. But if you haven't seen this, my name is on this glass. It says Adi. This is from Stina Lee, who was on the Adi and Eric radio show about three years ago. She was a Guinness rep. She brought me and Eric got customized uh, Guinness glasses. So, hey, um... I'm surprised this survived uh, a divorce and two breakups, so I'm surprised this thing hasn't been broken, smashed, or used as a weapon against my head. So, you know. Uh, let's see. Uh, what's going on in Frederick Memorial Hospital? 15-year-old girl missing from Frederick after leaving the hospital. Okay, someone dropped the ball on this one. How does a 15-year-old girl just leave a hospital and just walk out with anyone, you know, wondering where she is? Or I, 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 was, doing, I was doing engineering work back in the day. I walked into a hospital. It took me about 15 minutes to even get past the first line of security again. And then getting out, people were wondering if I was like an escape mental patient. And I know I looked a little crazy. But, you know, so uh, police need help finding a missing 15-year-old girl. Last seen in Frederick, Maryland. This is like down the road from here. Um, uh, was, let's see, uh, Alodra Melanez was last seen leaving Frederick Hospital on, a, on four, approximately 4.40 p.m. Monday, yesterday, the 28th of November. Is walking out. No one's stopping her. No, no one asked what. Like, why does this girl by herself? First of all, I, I I seen this kid walking the street alone a few days ago. He was like six, right? He must have just got home from school. But he was like a six-year-old walking the mean streets of DC. Now I was gonna pull over and ask him, you know, are you supposed to be? But I ha I drive a white van with candy in it. And evidence of puppies. Like, that's a really, really bad situation. I'm the type of guy that if a kid walks into a bathroom, I walk right up. I don't want anything to do with the situation. You never know. Kids are crazy. I don't want, I don't want anything to do. Kid walks in, I walk out. See you later. I have nothing to do. I'd rather, rather, you know, hold it in or pee my pants or something like that. So, so if you, uh, you guys are in Frederick, Maryland, look for this girl. She's walking around just aimlessly. Like, no one doesn't even say what she was in there for. So, uh, who knows what she was in there. She could have been there for, hopefully... She wasn't in there for like a broken leg or something like that. And she just like wandered right out. You know what I mean? Um, uh, let's see. Paul had sent me a picture. He goes, uh, this would be the face of a man who would break into someone's house and steal two beers and nothing else. That's about right. It's, uh, I'll show you a picture of this guy right here. 
Can you guys see this? Okay, I don't think you guys can see this. Um, he is a weird-looking man who broke into a house and stole two beers. But uh, sometimes you just need a beer. Uh, let's see here. Miss Minnesota, USA. Haloma Eldon is the first contestant to wear a, a hijab a hijab in the Miss Minnesota, USA patent. Um, old Somalian-American woman from St. Cloud, Minnesota, 19-year-old, has become the first woman to wear a, a heat lab and a Burkini in the Miss Minnesota USA pet. I'm not sure um, what neither of those words are, um, but I'm assuming it has something to do with her culture um, as being a Samoan American woman. So uh, good for her, you know. Way more clothing. What can I say? I don't know what to say. You know, do what you got to do, right? I mean, I don't know. It's just a bunch of chicks up there in bathing suits dancing around, flaunting their asses, anyways, right? And then uh, you ask them an intelligent question, and they look at you like you have four heads, like. Like, I don't know. Uh, some of them are smart. I shouldn't say anything. I mean, some of them are teachers. Some of them help, like, disabled people and kids and better people than I am. Like, what am I talking about? I'm like a terrible person. Why am I even going on this thing? Do what you got to do. Ensure the freedom of this fine country. That's what I always say. Do what you got to do. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell explains, uh, speculating that Baron... Let's see, that Baron Trump is autistic. Oh, this is interesting. Rosie O'Donnell wrote... Wrote a candid message to fans on her website Saturday, explained that the reason she que she questioned if Baron Trump has autism is because her daughter was recently diagnosed with the condition, and she recognizes the symptoms. God. Now we all know Rosie O'Donnell is hated by Donald Trump and vice versa. They they don't share a uh, a relationship together whatsoever. Uh, O'Donnell being a uh, New York native as well. Um, that's a little bold to accuse the president-elect's son as being autistic. Uh, being autistic. You know, he was autistic, right? Right, Adam? Autistic. Being autistic. That's a little, it's a little mean. A little mean. Um, terrible news today. The uh, Brazilians' uh, Chippenese soccer team uh, died last night. Crashed. Plane crashed. Uh, among the 81, um, I think only a few survivors have been found among the 81 people on plane. I think, well, I think it was reported 75 were dead of the soccer team. Now, we all remember what happened, um, years ago in the 70s with the Uruguayan, um, uh, soccer team that inspired the movie a lot. Uh, the plane was flying over the Andes. Oh, I got fighting puppies behind me. Relax, guys. Relax. Uh, the plane was flying over the Andes and crashed, and this is before uh, tracking devices were as efficient as they are these days. Could not find the plane, and uh, these people survived. And half the plane survived and had to eat each other. Um, unfortunately, this was not the case. Um, most of this plane crashed, and it says it was coming in. Um, they said it possibly could have ran out of gas. Possibly could have ran out of gas. Are you kidding me? How do you run out of gas in an airplane? You're filling this thing up, right, before you go. I understand. I understand pilots and flight attendants out there will tell me a hundred times they never ever fill a tank of an airplane. Never, because you don't want to carry the extra weight because the extra weight will actually burn more fuel than the actual fuel you have to carry to get there. I understand that. And as a matter of fact, I was on a direct flight once from Boston to Washington State to Seattle, and we had to make a stop in Utah to get gas because the winds were so strong coming from the west that it actually burnt more fuel, and they had to make a routine maintenance stop in, in Salt Lake City, Utah. So I understand. Okay, I understand you don't carry enough gas, but you didn't do the estimates. You didn't figure that, hey, I'm going to, they're flying from, uh, I believe, um, Bolivia to Colombia. You can't figure out that somewhere along the way that maybe, just maybe, when the fuel tank is getting a little low and that light is flashing and you're still hundreds of miles from where you got to go, that maybe, just maybe, you just divert and go to another airport to refuel. I'm just saying. Am I am I wrong? Is is this is this wrong of me to to assume this? If the, if this is the fact that happened, if they actually in fact ran out of gas, like is that a bad thing? But um, I don't know. Anyways, so uh, yeah. By the way, but uh, I just got a reminder here. Um, we'll get back into this whole. I got one more news story to talk to. I got two more news stories to talk to you. Okay, I'm sorry. Things are going crazy. Okay, so uh. The last story, uh, NFL considering pulling the plug on Thursday night. I got the worst ADD. You guys know this if you listen to my show. I, I am a crazy lunatic person. I have really, really bad ADD, and I talk about 100 different things. So follow me if you can. 
I really appreciate it because I don't know what else to tell you at this point. So um, I've been trying to get on ADD medicine for the longest time, and they won't give it to me. I don't know. Maybe Rosie O'Donnell thinks I'm autistic too. Who knows? Anyways, the NFL considering pulling the plug on Thursday night football. Nobody likes Thursday night football. The players don't like it. The teams don't like it. It's a, it's a short week and it puts a toll on the players that falls. Fans don't like it because of the quality of play is is noticeable shitty. It, they suck. And Thursday night football is the worst thing to happen. Now I appreciate I appreciate Thursday night football on Thanksgiving. I think that's a great idea. I enjoy going at home. I enjoy starting at twelve thirty watching you know the Lions and then at four thirty watching the Dallas Cowboys. And then I you know what I even enjoy the night game. Because, you know, you're sitting there and what you do is you eat and you eat and you're flashing back, maybe watching a movie. Then at night you're laying in bed watching some football and if your team is playing, fabulous. And if you don't like your family and your team is playing, it gives you an excuse to get out of town for the weekend and get the hell away from them as far as possible. That way you don't have to see them. So it's a really, really good thing. But um, this is from uh, MSN.com. It seems that they're possibly contemplating, thinking... um, uh, to get rid of this uh, stuff right here. This comes from a... This is apparently keeping them up all night. Four hours ago, Patriots tight end, um, Mattelis Bennett, went on an epic rant at 1 a.m. about Thursday night football in the NFL earlier this week. Um, apparently, he uh, does not like it. And I think it's pretty safe to say that no one, uh, none of the players or the, or the coaches like it. And I, and I think it takes away from the, the awesomeness of the Thanksgiving game, which basically... It's like, you know, cool. If you get to play in the Thanksgiving game, I mean, that's like it's like the way it's awesome, right? I mean, I went to a Thanksgiving once um, back in the day uh, when the Pats played in Detroit, and that was phenomenal. It was a great day. Um, it was a little bit different, you know, than your ordinary Thanksgiving. It was fabulous, 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 fabulous. And, okay, so Florida Crime News. So if you are a fan of the ID and Eric radio show or the adult entertainment radio show back in the day, we do Florida Crime News. And it started off as weird crime news. But we realized that every single show we were getting, or story we were getting, rather, was all taking place in the state of Florida, which, like I said, we'll be reporting live. Recording live next week in Florida. Maybe we can make our own crime news. Perhaps we will be part of Florida Crime News that will be read in some other radio show somewhere around the country. Perhaps. We can only be so lucky. I've been known to get into a few things in Florida time and time or two. So you never know what's going to happen. And I'll be there with the puppies, the first ladies, my crazy mother, um, my grandmother and father. Things are going to be wild, wet, and crazy. Um, last time we were down there, my mom uh, got hammered at the beach by accident, not realizing how many drinks she was drinking. She had like two uh, uh, run rummers with the, with the 151 topper. And uh, she was sitting there throwing up in the sand. So anything is possible. That would, that's Florida crime. That's all well, the time. Florida crime news. It's Florida news. If she, uh, you know, assaulted a, uh, a clerk at a Publix, uh, that would be Florida crime news. But So I digress. So this is a report from Fox 13 uh, in Florida. Um, in Tallahassee. It says the Florida overall crime rate is dropping, but reports of murders, rapes, and car thefts increased during the first half of 2016. Okay, so... I don't know if I'm reading this incorrectly, or I don't know what the hell's going on, but how is crime reducing if overall crime is raising? Does that make any sense to you? Does that make any sense to me? It says, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement on Monday released the statistics that showed that overall crime rate decreased 3.4% over the six-month period this year. But there were two, uh, 561 murders in the first half of the year, a jump of 15.2%. Okay? Why would you want to kill anyone in Florida? It's beautiful weather. You sit there and relax all day. You enjoy your life. Why the hell are you killing people? And why the hell is it up 15.2% from the year before? What the hell was going on in the state of Florida that all of a sudden requested this punch of, of murder? Of, I'm going to kill you. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, the, the total includes the 49, okay, all right, this is, all right, this, it does include the 49 people that were uh, murdered at the Pulse nightclub. Um, okay, well, okay, so that shouldn't affect the percentage, 15.2%, um, but last year there were, there were 487 murders between January and June of 2015. 
Okay. That's a lot. Of, now, Florida is a big state. There's a lot of people that live there. It's a swing state. That's what I say. Every time it says swing state, I go, it's a swing state. Like a baseball bat? No. Okay. Um, there were a, a 3,769 reported rapes in Florida, an increase, an increase of 1.9%. Um, in 2015. Okay, so, well, if I have a daughter, I'm not having her go there on spring break. That's that's a lot of people being forced to have sexual relations who do not want to. Um. Okay. Uh. Okay. Uh. The governor Rick Scott, over time, over over, he halted the overall the crime rate. I don't understand. That makes no sense. How is there more? How is there an increase? A percentage increase? I, I don't, Tom, little Tommy Brady. Do you understand? Hey, how is how is reporting down like crime going down if more people are dying and being raped? He, he doesn't know. He's a fucking dog. Um, but apparently the governor's trying to sell this shit, and uh, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. How you like me now? All right. So we talked about that. We talked about moving. Uh, crazy press on Delta. Blah 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 blah. All right. So we are about. Uh, it's a halfway point in the story of the show. So what if you know like what we usually do in the show? I usually uh we we, we talk for the first half hour and then I uh, go into a personal story for the second half. Um, so we're gonna take a quick break for, for about five minutes. So if you're watching, this, stay tuned. We'll be back, and we're gonna get into a story from my youth, from uh back in how do you say it, the day, um with one of my good friends who's dead, um, Eric. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Homestead Eric Powers. Uh, my buddy Joe passed away. Uh, me and him used to get in some adventures. This one goes back to my senior high school. And uh, I'm going to let you know it's, it's quite the story. So stay tuned. We'll be back in five minutes. If you listen to the podcast, you know even anything's not going to happen. You're just going to, boom, I'm going to be back. So uh, we'll see you there. Hold on one second. Okay. All right. We're back here at the ID84 show. Thank you for holding on. If you guys are watching it live, um, I had to go take a break real quick, use the bathroom, fill up my beverage. While I was gone, I, I went into the living room where my puppies were hanging out, and one of them, not quite sure which one, forgot that they were potty trained, and dropped a big stinky shit on my living room floor, and then pissed next to it. Now, they are very, very good at basically, you know, getting my attention when they, you know, need to go to the bathroom or something like this. They were both in here with me. Um, although they, one of them found the need to piss and poop over my living room and not let me know so I could let them out. Um, the puppies, they're five months, five and a half months old, so I give them a little bit of leeway, but, uh, it smelled so bad. I was like, a, it was a, it was a loose liquid poop too. Oh God. And you get in your fingernails and stuff and you gotta, you gotta clean it up. Oh God. I can't even tell you. I can't even explain to you how disgusting it is. But uh, one of these little guys uh, is uh, the culprit of doing such. And I think it's... Was it you? I don't think it's Tommy. Tommy's usually pretty good at barking. He'll wake us up in the middle of the night to box. He doesn't want to shit where he sleeps. So I think it was little Nola. I think she's a little... The culprit went in charge. But anyway, so uh, we... I told you I was going to tell you a story about my past. Like, oh, adventure. Things I used to get myself into back in... How do you say the day? Um, so uh, this story goes way, 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 way back to my senior year of high school. Um, it is, I think it was, senior, yeah, it was senior year of high school. It was like October or November of 2001. Um, and uh, a little bit of trouble that me and uh, my buddy Jill got, almost got into trouble. Now, if you listen to the show in the past, or other versions of it, I should say, from my college days, you probably heard the show, the story told live. Back in the uh, 2000, probably seven, the ID and Bose show, ever. But uh, it is a good story and it's worth talking about, and I will talk to you about it now. And the story starts as so. It was a. Let me, let me set you up for the story first, because there's a little setup that goes into it, and then we're going to get into the story. But uh, so it's back in the day, we had this thing called like Yahoo Chat, GeoCities Chat, I think it was called before, and um, you know AOL chat rooms and stuff like this. So. I would go in there and, and chat with the ladies, and I would go, eight sex location pick. I would do A-L-S-P, you know? And I would go and pick up these chicks and stuff. So I was talking to this one chick. I'm not even quite sure where she was from. She had to be from the Cape Ann area of Massachusetts, north of Boston, one another. So we were chit-chatting back and forth, 
and uh, we exchanged numbers and stuff. And uh, I, th- I think I, t- I told her I was working at the Auburn Pan at the uh, Square One Mall, and that she should come by one night. I get out at nine thirty or something like that, and maybe we can hang out. So she came by one night after I got out of work. We hung off a little while before I went home. Um, and then um, the next day, I was working like a day shift, and I was like done like at like five. So she's like, "Oh, I'll come back again, and uh, we can uh, hang out." And I'm like, "All right, let's do that. It'd be cool." So I call my buddy Joe, who's always down for a good time, and he's like, uh, "He's like, what are you doing tonight?" Or I, I, I go, "I'm going off this girl. You want to come? We we're invited to a party." Now this girl goes, "Oh, you can, I'm going to a party in Ipswich. You can come if you like." So from me asking any questions or anything like that, I just assumed it was like her friend or maybe her party or whatever. So, and if you don't think about Ipswich, Ipswich is a good like uh, you know 40 minutes from Rivera. It's just a little bit of a hike. And mind you, I have a 10.30 curfew at this point, too. So now I'm, I'm, I'm facing the clock on this one. So I call Joey's up first. We, I pick him up, and we drive up there. It's around, like, 7 o'clock. And uh, we meet this girl. She We meet us at the Square One Mall. We're going to follow her. This is in Saga. It's all the way up to Ipswich. So I'm like, all right, cool. So we follow her up there. And the whole entire time, me and Joe are talking. We're like, we don't know anything about this party. Who's this party? Who's hosting this party? Who's going to be at this party? We don't know anyone. I barely know this girl. I talked to her a few times. On a telephone and on, on, on chat room. So I have known nothing about this girl whatsoever. So we show up and we, we go to this party. And I'm a smart man. I park my, my, my yellow Jeep away from the crime scene. Like I park it like two blocks over. So if the cops do show up and they're starting taking down license plates and stuff like this. Or we somehow do escape this party. Um, when the cops raid it. I can just run to my car and I'm clean sailing all the way through. I don't have to worry about anything. So this is what I do. I, I basically do that. I park my car. I go, all right, Joe. So we meet her. We walk around. We walk into this party. Now, this party is a banger. I don't know how old the people are here. I don't know what the hell is going on. We and Joe don't have it. We didn't bring anything. We just came empty-handed because we're with this girl. And I'm telling you, this house was packed. It was like a, it's an old-style house, but it had like hundreds of people in it. You couldn't even move. You couldn't even get down the stairs, right? So we walk in. And I, I, I go to Joe. I'm like, all right, we got to do something about this. I'm like, I'm getting a little nervous here. I'm like, I don't know. So I go to this girl. I'm like, oh, is this like your house or is this your friend's house? I don't remember her name to this point. Like, this is how long it goes. And she's like, no. She's like, it's my friend's friend got invited. So it's a friend of a friend. So I'm a friend of a friend of a friend's invite. So I'm like four generations fucked at this point, right, of friendship. So I go in and uh, we're sitting there and I don't, even know who's, I don't even know whose house it is. So this drunk kid <coughs> comes staggering by me. He goes, hey, do I know you guys? And I go, yeah, we're high school together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. So we make our way through. So I think he was the one who ran the house. So we start walking down the cellar stairs. And as we're walking down the, as we're walking down the cellar stairs, um, we're standing like on this like little, like you know, what do they call that? When you walk down the stairs, a little break in the stairs before you go back down again, a little platform, whatever like that. And all of a sudden, I look up the cellar stairs, and this kid comes rolling down the stairs. I'm like, like, he's falling. He's rolling like a tumbleweed down the stairs. And he goes right past us on the platform, the landing, and goes right through the fucking wall. It's like a like a, a panel wall, right? It goes right through the wall, through the wall, and to the other side. And I'm sitting there like, holy shit, what the hell is going on here? And this is when we're trying to figure out whose potty it is and this girl and all this stuff. And, and so now we're in the basement. So I'm like, so the first thing I do is look for escape routes. I go, all right, how am I going to get out of this place if the cops come? I'm not getting arrested tonight. So I need to figure this shit out because this is going to be a story that I have to explain to my mother while I'm in Ipswich with some girl I barely know. I drove all the way up here with my buddy Joe and uh, put both our lives into danger. So I essentially... <laughs> Basically, um, I, I seen that there was like a, like a basement door at, at the other end, and I could see it in my eyes, right? So I keep an eye on there. So I walk around, I go, and see the door is open, the door unlocks. Beautiful. Perfect. And I just hope there's no lock on the bulkhead. Just in case. This is all I'm thinking about right now. So as I'm walking out of the room, all of a sudden this kid comes running through and dives on the ping pong table. Like, literally, like... Dives like he's like sliding in the home plate onto the ping pong table, slides across the ping pong table, all of a sudden the whole table collapses, smash. I'm like, what the frig is going on? So now I see a kid fall down the stairs. I'm I see a kid slide over a ping pong table as it collapses on him. And I also um I don't know anyone here. So I come back over to my buddy and he goes, he's talking to these girls, and these girls are like, You guys are from Rivera? He's like, That's a city. Whatever that's supposed to fucking mean. Like, that's so far away. Why did you come up here from there? 
Let me try to explain. I know I couldn't follow. So, uh, so the, one of those girls goes, from Rivera, you guys must be tough. So my buddy Joe goes, he goes, no, I'm the, I'm, he goes, he goes, he goes, yeah, we're tough. So I go to the girl, I go, hey, I'm the lover, he's the fighter. And I left it at that. You know, nice, it was cute. Um, so anyways, we're sitting there, me and Joe are trying to figure out, we're going to get the hell out of here. We're like, we don't want to be here anymore, you know. You know, nothing's hitting off of me and this lady. So I'm like, you know, let's kind of do what we got to do and, you know, make this thing magical. So I go. And I, I look at, as me and Joe made eye contact together and both to say the same thing, all of a sudden I hear, the police are here! Ah! And I, I look up the cell of stairs and um, I see flashing blues, like reflection off a wall, right? I look at Joe and Joe goes to me, he's like, I'm not getting arrested tonight. I go, what the fuck? So we take off. And we I, we go to that door that I found earlier. We're pushing through drunk people, fighting through garbage and and pieces of their basement of this person's house. And uh, we get upstairs. We open the door, and then there's a bulkhead, of course. Now the bulkhead's stuck. We can't figure out how to get this thing open. And I'm moving against the time because the cops are pulling up, and they're obviously going to come around the back of the house too. They're not just going to come through the front. So we, I finally managed to get the bulkhead open. So I popped the bulkhead. And me and Joe are in there. Now we're in the backyard of the house. We can see the lights flashing and all that stuff. Um, it's misty out. It's like a misty day, like today, a little overcast and misty. It's late at night. And at this point, it's like 9.30 at night. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm really, really edging getting home on time. Because I still got to drop Joe off. And I know I could buy probably about 15 minutes, but anything more than that is going to be a little bit difficult to do. So we get out of the house, and there's a backyard of hedges. And the hedges are probably like four feet high. So I look, and I go, listen, dude. I'm like, let's we're jump in the hedges. We're doing the hedges there. Um, we just take, We just run as fast as we can. And we, we knock over some kid who's back there, passed out drunk, and we jump over the hedges, and we're in like two streets, we're like next street over. So now we're trying to figure out, all right, now how are we going to get, like, where we got to go, right? So we're trying to figure out a way around the neighborhood, because I could I don't remember exactly where I parked, which is probably a problem half the time. So about 10, 15 minutes later, I finally find my car. So now we're just hanging in there real quick, because we don't, we don't know if we're going to pull into a neighborhood, and there's going to be cops there. We're trying to keep this low. No, we weren't drinking or anything, but well, we're, we're just victims of being at a party, a bunch of people drinking, but we weren't drinking. And if anyone out there listens to this podcast who knows exactly whose party this was and when it happened, can you please tell me, because I'd like to know some more information about this night, because it's very, very hazy in my eyes. So we get to the party, we, we get to the car, we drove away. So now we're driving around downtown Ipswich. We have no way, we have to get to 128. That's all we know. It's, it's Route 128 will take us where we got to go. We have no idea how to get there. Um, and we're, we're literally just driving around. And Joe's like, oh, I got to stop at Burger King. He's like, I'm going to get something to eat. We'll ask him at Burger King. We'll do this. So I'm looking at a clock right now. It's like quarter of 10. There's no way in hell I'm getting home in time. Because I have no idea where I am at this point. So long story short, I have an Atlas book. I bought this Atlas book. Remember those Atlas books back in the day? This is before I could go to Siri and say, Siri, take me home and get my GPS going. Or this is even before GPS is in the car. This is way before this. I had to use a actual, like, book to figure out where I am. I had to figure out where my coordinates were and then figure out on a map, like, where I had to go and what street and stuff like this. It was, it was, the amount of work that went into it was ridiculous. I, I do not miss those days whatsoever. So I finally figured out where I had to go, and I um, we drove, and we got home. We got back to Revere. It was almost 11 o'clock. My phone's ringing off the hook. My mother's acting crazy. Um, make up some elaborate story that I was at Joe's house watching a movie, lost track of time, yada, yada, yada. Long story short, we survived the Ipswich story. Um, never talked to the Ipswich girl again. I have no idea what her name is or where she's even from or any information about this. Nothing. I have no nothing about this story at all. Um... Almost got arrested, watched a kid break a ping-pong ping pong table, watched another kid fall down the stairs, and watched another kid uh, fall through a wall. And uh, told random girls that I was the lover and Joe was the fighter. And uh, that was it. And that's the story. It's the Ipswich story. Uh, if Joe was still alive today, I'm sure you could probably tell a little bit better. And he was known to make up stories as well, so I'm sure there will be a little more excitement into the story than basically what I talked about. But that is the ID84 story of the week. As you know, I have many of them. I am writing a book. Someday I will finish this book. Yeah. And when I do, it's going to be great. Uh, right now I'm drinking, if you're wondering what I was drinking, this is a homemade coffee porter that I made myself. Um, me and the uh, first lady made about 10 gallons worth of beer. We have bottled, and uh, we really don't want to take it back to Boston, so we're just, just drinking it all. So if you guys are in the D.C. area and you want to hang out, we got plenty of homemade beer. we got a, uh, got a wheat beer, and we got a, uh, and a porter. So uh, stop by. Come on. And uh, maybe you could be a guest of this show. It'd be awesome.
Uh, also, um, we have, uh, like we said, we're broadcasting live next week in uh, the fine city of Fort Myers, Florida. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be a good show. Um, make sure you like us on Facebook. The Addy 84 show on Facebook is a good place to start. Um, or Addy 84, me as a personal person. Um, the Addy and Eric radio show. If you, if you, go, if you go to the Packy Radio uh, network on iTunes, you can listen to every single podcast I have ever done. My entire life is available for you to download for free. Or on thepacky.com. So I'm telling you right now, I can audibly fuck you probably for five days worth of audio. So if no, pardon me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I'm gonna let me say 15 days of audio for half a month. I could audibly fuck you nonstop. So go and you know get your uh, your your, your subscription on, on the on the podcast on the iTunes and uh, go to thepacky.com. Check that out too. Um, as you guys do know, I am a, I am a DJ for weddings, parties, bar mitzvahs, and funerals. And if you know anyone who's experienced one of those um, events over the course of the next uh, forever now, starting in January, let me know. DJ at 84, go to 84ENT.com, and you can book me to be your DJ. This, this could be for you. I could make music and make you dance, have a party, be a good time for everyone. So think about that. And uh, also, uh, I'll be at Iota tonight, bartender. Check out Gordon Sterling, who's listening. Thank you for listening, guy. Um, he will also be there performing. And uh, also, early in the show, um, let's see who. Kalon also was listening. He'll probably be at Iota tonight, too. So you can probably see all these people tonight. So come on, enjoy. I only have a few days left there before I go back to Boston. So come see me if you're in the D.C. area. Until I go on tour, I may not be back down here. So. You know, it'll be good, it'll be fun, it'll be excitement, entertainment. Uh, everyone will enjoy it, and I hope you do too. So, thank you all for listening, watching, doing whatever you want. Maybe you can check this audio podcast on, you know, if, uh, later on today, tomorrow. Um, do what you get to do. Um, and I uh, hope you guys have a great week, and I will see you guys soon. Thank you, good day, and uh, like I always say, don't do anything I wouldn't do. On that short list is a short list. See you guys. The Artie 84 Show is brought to you by ThePacky.com. The Packy for all your sports, comedy, and drinking needs. www.thepacky.com. And it's also brought to you by DJ Artie 84 Entertainment. Now, 84 Entertainment. Check out DJ Artie 84 and 84 Entertainment at 84ENT.com for the best rates for your DJing needs around.